Welcome into our weekly 80 podcast here on LovelandTigers.org, ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports, a whole bunch of different platforms you can find this, so SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, a bunch more out there, so make sure you're looking for that on all your favorite podcasting platforms. We're joined today, I'm Jason Griefer, joined by AD Brian Knatzer. Brian, how are you on this Monday? I am doing well, Jason. Good morning. Good morning, Tiger Nation. How are you doing? We are doing fantastic, and uh, judging by how things went this past week, a pretty darn good week for all your athletics as well. Let's start off first with uh, cross country and just in in, an awesome environment, the the Centerville Saturday Night Lights. Uh, Obviously, good results for your teams. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. First of all, just want to get your take on just the the effort going in to put an environment on like this for these cross country athletes and especially to have them run under the lights. Oh, this is a top event, the Centerville Saturday Night Light. And they're bringing in the best teams all over the, the area and, and different states that have state championships under their belt. So they got to see what it's like to run against teams that are top caliber uh, in other states. So I think it kind of sets in motion where they need to be as they continue on with this season. And, and we had an outstanding showing, showing. Couldn't be more proud of these kids. Yeah, uh, girls finished fourth out of 27 in the championship race. Uh, Jesse Gibbons, Ellie, Ellie Carr, boy, what a couple of runs they had. Jesse, 18.42, and Ellie, a 9.11. Sarah Maddox, don't want to leave her out as well, 19.20. I mean, it's just result after result after result for these young ladies. Yeah, and Emmy Sager, I mean, it, you're right, it goes on and on. There, Prior to that, they were, uh, you know, 11th in the division and, and 6th in the, in the region. So I, I, I'm assuming after this it'll climb a little bit, but uh, – they are doing an outstanding job, and they're pushing one another, and uh, they're excited to be where they are right now. Yeah. So, the, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, the boys' side yep. did an outstanding uh, as well. 12th out of 23rd, being led by Ryan Chevalier, um, just doing an outstanding job. Um, and uh, Brady Steiner and, and Kyle Griffin, A.J. Stutz, Alex Ditchin, Sam Nager, these guys are doing an outstanding job. That boys' group continues to get better and better and better as well. So I think the two groups, both boys and girls, are pushing one another. So they're, they're excited for um, for this week. They're actually running tomorrow at Kings. So we're excited to be a part of that. Yeah, and so finish top half of the championship race, win the open race. Uh, I mean, it, it, that's, that's a pretty darn good uh, result for those guys. Yeah, incredible coaching staff uh, that we have on, on board being, being led. Uh, by some of our fearless leaders out there, but uh, Steve Nestor, but they're doing a great job, and these kids train hard. They're out there every day after school, and, uh, you know, it, you did, they're, they're going to do a great job throughout the whole entire season, so good for them. Girls soccer, a, a different kind of a weekend this this uh, past weekend, taking on a couple of Kentucky schools. We'll talk about the results here in just a moment, but the kicking it kicking it in Loma, uh, the, kind of a, a new thing going on right here to, to uh, so, uh, interesting deal there. Kind of take us through that and uh, how that all came together. Yeah, so the Loma is, is Loveland and Mason bringing in top teams um, in the connecting states, uh, Kentucky in this, in this point, to, to, to have that high caliber of state championship teams come in and play one another in a given weekend. So what was interesting is we played not only on Saturday, but we played on Sunday as well. So this is something that... Um, you know, the community is in support of, and we want to continue to do this to bring in these high-caliber teams from other states that also have state championships under them to come in and play at a high level. So we're looking at doing this again next year as well. So we bring the girls in. Um, they feed them. There's uh, 
several different um, opportunities for the girls to interact with one another and just be kids and be student athletes and have a good time uh, just learning a lot about each other and their programs. Well, let's start off with, in the showcase there. You, you take on West Jessamine uh, out of Kentucky. You said win 5-0 in that one. Shreya Smolenski, two goals in that one. Yeah. And, and she just continues to just – it just seems like every time you turn around, she's putting up numbers like that. Uh, Claire Massey, Brooke Hatfield as well. Good win against West Jessamine. Yes, it was. It, it was solid. and I know that, that gave them a lot of confidence going into Sunday against uh, the Notre Dame Academy as well, which was a little bit of a tighter game. But uh, they were able to, uh, you know, play them well and, and come out with a victory against them as well. So I think they're learning. I mean, these are the types of games that you have to have if you have the postseason uh, drive on your mind. And I think that's what we're going to do: play these high-caliber teams so that we can make a, a longer stand into the postseason. And you touched on it moving into uh, Sunday, taking on the Notre Dame Academy out of Kentucky. They're per, they're a perennial power in Kentucky girls' uh, athletics really across the board, but soccer in particular. To get a win like that, 2-0, Lauren Donovan, one of the goals uh, in the game, That what that's a really good statement to send to not only schools in Kentucky, I think, but around the rest of Cincinnati, Cincinnati that you can bring in schools of this caliber and uh, take care of business like this. Yeah. I mean, South, Southwest Ohio is, 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 a, is a hot pocket for, for athletics, and I think – Everybody wants to be a part of this, and everyone knows what it takes to get better. And I think bringing in these teams will only make all of these programs uh, get better and uh, you know continue to thrive. Girls golf uh, just uh, got just finished up the ECC championships uh, re- just uh, this, this past week. Or take us kind of through that how they went. I know Allison Roundtree's been a big big contributor for you this season. Uh, take us through the ECC championships. Yeah, they're, they're, they kind of. Uh, landed in the middle of the pack of the ECC, and you, you said it, Allison Roundtree, who's averaging uh, 43.97, I think is what it is. But she's, she's doing a great job leading the Tigers. They are a group that's just having a lot of fun and, um, you know, showing up and supporting one another. And uh, they, they actually take on uh, Turpin at Hickory um, as well as for, for their next um, meet coming up. So a good result there is that Allison having a terrific season. On the boys' side, they're actually going into the to the ECC Championships this Wednesday at uh, Glenville, Glenview, and I know you're, you're very excited about that. I think they've got a really good chance to bring home the crown. Uh, Tyler Valley, Joe Jankowski, Jeffrey Main, uh, they've been spectacular for you. I, think, I, I would imagine you're going to be leaning on them to try and bring home the title. Yeah, I think they got a great opportunity. Four and one in the ECC, so we're right at the top. They're nine and two overall. Um, they are primed. They are ready. Those three names that you mentioned, those three guys at Tyler, John, and Jeffrey, they are ready to go. Uh, I think they're going to give it their their best shot. Obviously, and in, in Glenview is where they have their sights set on for right now. So, be exciting to watch how that all goes through this week. Girls tennis just continues, and we I know we touched on this a week ago, but man, the beat goes on for for this tennis team. They they are they have been spectacular uh, this past week, uh, sweeping CCD. Now fifteen and two, uh, going to go on to the ECC championships tomorrow, and uh, looking for revenge on Walnut Hills for one of those couple of losses there. Anna Svitkovic, I know we touched on her last week, but man, what a season she continues to have. Five and one in the league, fourteen and five overall. Uh, she has proven herself. Uh, not only in this level, but I think really around the region. And, and she has. And, you know, this was a great opportunity this past week where we had some other people shine. Our second doubles made up of Babs Wire and, and Allison Hightree. 
Uh, they ended up taking third place, and our third singles got third place as well, uh, Mira Hodar. Uh, she's a freshman and, and, and really starting to shine on that team as well. So there's some there's some some senior leaders, and we got some youth on the team that continues to develop, and, and that team is really meshing, and we're mixing some things around, and, and the girls are playing some very good tennis, so we're really proud of them. How excited do you get when you see results like that? You know, you know, you kind of know what you're going to get from your seniors, and obviously they're going to lead the way going forward. But when you see young ladies like Mira, who's a freshman, getting results like this in her in her debut in high school, really this entire season, I should say, to see results like that, how excited does that make you going forward? That you know you're going to have an anchor like this who's only going to get better. Oh, the longevity of of Tiger Athletics, we have to have that. We cannot survive without this this mixing of these different age groups to keep that, that powerhouse, if you will, kind of moving forward. And we see it on all of our teams. The girls' soccer team is a young team. You know, our boys' soccer, our keeper that is really uh, just having an outstanding year, he's a young guy as well, so he's going to be around uh, for a while as well. So you see all these young you know, freshmen, sophomores, these underclassmen that are being led, and I think that says a lot for our senior leadership, taking these these guys and girls under their wings and let them know what it what it means to be a tiger and how to compete at a high level. And you know they'll do that once a tiger, always a tiger. They're going to do it to the people behind them as well. So I think we have to have that type of respect for one another. Yeah, absolutely. And as we said, we're in the ECC tournament tomorrow out at Lunkin. Uh, finishing second in the regular season behind Walnut Hills. You know, Walnut Hills got you back in the beginning of September, four to one. Do you get the sense from this coaching staff and these players that they actually they want to see Walnut Hills again in the tournament and try to avenge that uh, loss back in early September? <laughs> well, I, I do believe that's on the, on the. I don't want to say the front of their mind, but I think they want that opportunity. If they're given that, then for sure they will. They will. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll make the most of that for certain. On. The gridiron uh, football, this is an interesting uh, di- dynamic we have this week uh, going into uh, the, the Battle of the Bell, and I should say once again uh, taking on Milford, the second time we're, we're taking on Milford in a three-week span. Uh, take us through you know, how that came to be, that you're playing Milford twice in three weeks, and uh, all the behind-the-scenes and the dynamic that goes into that. It's a really interesting deal. Well, it is, and, and what we were faced with was we – the ECC is growing in numbers, so instead of having you know seven uh, games uh, for football and the ECC, it ends up being eight games in a season for ECC. So that third game, we were out of going out of contract with someone, so we needed another person to play on a one-year contract, and that and so did Milford. So that's why we got into a non-conference um, game, and that's why we played uh, two weeks ago. And, of course, this coming up this weekend, which is our homecoming, this is actually an ECC competition that counts towards the conference. Um, and it's, it's exciting. that The last time we played was, was, was extremely exciting because it was the Battle of the Bell. This time it's, it's our homecoming. And what we have for homecoming is, Jason, it's, it's an unbelievable event that uh, our Love on Athletic boosters do. They, they essentially they organize a, a parade that starts in downtown Loveland and each team has their own float. Each ball team has their own float. Uh, our, it's led by our band that is walking, and they're, they're playing, and all the teams are on their band, and the community comes out to support and, and just droves. And we give candy to the kids, and uh, that starts at 6.30, and that's on Thursday. And it goes, uh, really, the whole town shuts down. The fire department comes out. The police department comes out. 
everyone comes in and supports the Tigers, and it makes its way all the way up to the high school uh, for the homecoming uh, festivities of powder puff football and, and male volleyball and some uh, male cheer and some other you know class opportunities to earn points and have competition for this week of homecoming. That leads up to not only the football game on Friday night, but the dance on Saturday. So it's a real community event. So thanks to our level one athletic boosters for all they do. That yeah, as well. yeah, no doubt. Boosters definitely play a big part of that. Uh, that's obviously there's a lot on your plate as far as that goes. You know, organizing that, organizing this parade, getting the crowd involved, and in, and in, in everything that goes into that. How much when that event is going, are you able to kind of just take a step back and just kind of take it all in, or are you still going from one place to another, trying to make sure everything continues to run as smoothly as possible? Oh yeah, no, it's it's one place to another. This is highly highly organized, but not without the help of all the other community members and staff that we have that are in constant communication. This is we've been we've been working on this for the past uh, you know six months, really. To be honest, it was a year to get everything set, but the last three months we've been talking, having conversations of what that looks like. We have, you know, our person that's being um, celebrated, Tony Ricci, who is a a longtime uh, Loveland uh, fan and supporter. He's actually on Friday night going to be flying in on the helicopter and giving out the game ball uh, for the team. So, yeah, there's a lot of, of, of behind-the-scenes organization uh, that we have to be a part of, and it, it, is, it is boots on the ground, too. So we're always working through that with everyone's help. And then we get to the game itself, a big rival against Milford. Uh, you know, they got, got you pretty good a couple of weeks ago. Now it's time for revenge back on the home front. Uh, for those that don't know, kind of take us inside the rivalry, the Battle of the Bell, all that kind of stuff, and what makes this rivalry uh, so good? Well, the Battle of the Bell is just a, it's a, it's, it's something additional to, to play for, right? It's, it's a township bell that was uh, both in, in Milford and Loveland, and this bell was uh, on a farm, on a township farm, and basically we, we, we decided to make that part of the competition. That you'll see, you'll see a lot of games on Saturdays, uh, NCAA teams playing for that. And it's been, you know, the winner gets their name on it, they get the year on it, they put the score on it, and that travels back and forth from school to school. So there's a lot of pride in that. It's something else to fight for, um, and it's exciting. It adds to the adds to the thrill of the air. Um, on Friday nights, and for for bragging rights for the whole year. And I would have to imagine, given what we saw in the home opener against Lebanon a couple of weeks ago, this is going to be a jam-packed house, and folks are going to need to get there early if they want to get a good seat. You will need to get there early. The the uh, like I said, you, you can't miss Tony Ricci coming out of the helicopter, dropping off that 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 game ball, and just you know the band's going to be there. You will have show choir out singing uh, for us as well. Uh, the community will all be out, so it should be a standing room only. So get out early uh, and come support your Tigers. Absolutely. And uh, before we uh, let you go here, uh, Brian, obviously a lot of different ways to keep track of things, uh, lovelandtigers.org, but on, on the social media, where can uh, folks keep up with uh, all things Tiger Nation? We're on, we're on Twitter and we're on Instagram. Follow, look us up on that. Uh, we're always communicating uh, via those social media sites. Um, so follow us and uh, come join us. Absolutely. Uh, Brian, can't thank you enough for joining us here today. Hopefully when we uh, reconvene next week, uh, I'll be hearing a bunch of uh, trophies and other awards clanging together in the background of your office because it sounds like you've got a great opportunity to bring home some hardware. I, I like it. Go Tiger Nation. <laughs> Absolutely. That's Brian Knatzer, Athletic Director of Loveland Tigers Athletics and LovelandTigers.org. I'm Jason Grieber. Thank you so much for joining us here on our weekly 80 podcast here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.